Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I want to talk to you today. We've been in this series, and I don't know if this has been rocking your world, but this has been really rocking my family. And I'm excited for what God is doing because when we start to see clearly... Life takes on a whole new meaning. Isn't it amazing when your eyes are open to things, how you can just do things differently? It's when you start seeing things. And I don't know about you, but in my life, this has really been encouraging. It's been nice to, to see again, to, to take off the blindfolds that I didn't even realize were there. You know, and a lot of times you'll, you won't even realize they're there. But then when they're off, you're like, wow, I was blind. We've been talking about the blindfold of the eyes and how your perspective is huge because literally where your perspective is is where you're headed. And so if you don't focus right, you won't be headed in the right direction. So you got to get your per- your uh, your perspective right. See, a lot of times we get too caught up in the process. And how many know the process can stink sometimes, right? Let's be real. The process stinks. Sometimes when you're in the middle of the grind, it's hard to see why you are doing it. But you got to get on your watchtower, look over the process and see the promise. Because when you see the promise of God, that's where it's at. That's the sweet sauce. Then when you start to see the promise, the process, you can do it. it it's, it's cool. And then we talked about the blindness of the mind. Man, we make barriers. How many are barrier-making people, right? We do this all the time. We fail at something, and so we're like, oh, I'm not going to try anything new. We put a barrier, and we get trapped in our own mind. And this relationship didn't go so good, so we make a barrier. And we get literally, we don't know where to go because we're trapped by our own barriers, but how many of you, uh, man, I did this this week. How many of you are turning those barriers into gates, right, and letting those things stay out, the things that aren't allowed in our space anymore, the negative thoughts, the thoughts that were there, the mindsets that were there, the things that we haven't tried yet because we've feared failure, and those things are not allowed in our space anymore. Only God's words are allowed here because when God's in the midst of it, all of a sudden you start expanding the boundaries. You're like, I'm going to need some room because i got to dream a little bigger, right? Start moving them gates back and say, I need some room to dance because God's got something big for my life, all right? You know those dance moves were hot. Don't lie to yourself. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm excited, though. I'm excited because I, I know this. When you start to remove those barriers and you start to make them gates and you start to take captive the thoughts that are in your life, all of a sudden you can dream again. And you know what this world needs? More people dreaming. You ever lost your dream? I've been there. You just, there's no purpose. There's no reason. It's a terrible place to be. But if people can come alive to their dream, they can come alive to why they're here on earth. That's what it's all about. So today I'm excited because we're going to be talking about the blindness of the heart. Y'all, the heart is huge. Anybody got a heart? Last time I checked, it was bumping. I love, there's a scripture that I want to start us out with. Um, it's in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. And it says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my Words. Now let's just stop right there. Because how many have some voices in your head? You like the Eminem song. You got voices shouting in your head. And you can't overtake them. Man, you got to recognize who are the loud voices in your ear. 
you got to recognize who's the loud voices in your ear. Some of y'all got people talking negative into you. You got past. And, and here's the deal. A lot of times the biggest voices in our head are the ones that aren't even around anymore. I mean, come on. You're, you're, you're remembering things from kindergarten and first grade and things your mom and dad said to you and things that are way out of scope of reality for right now. You're letting those voices speak into your future. It's time to silence them. He said, pay attention to my words. I, I can't tell you how important it is for me to get with God because my words in my mind are terrible. Y'all, I was a skinny, awkward white kid with big old glasses, and I can't tell you how many kids made fun of me in kindergarten and first grade. I only went to school for two years, but they were the worst years of my life. And I still remember all the names that were, were spoken over me. I still remember those kids that pushed me, shoved me. I still remember that. You know how many times I go back to those voices? It's silly, right? It's stupid. It's so far back. I can't even, I, you know, I can't even go there. Like, that was the little me. I'm still kind of little, but you know what I'm saying? I got contacts now. Like, it's good. And, like, I, I feel like so many times we allow those voices to speak into our future, and so we don't head anywhere because we're still listening to those voices. I can't tell you how important it is for me to get with God and let him speak his words over me. That's what he's saying. Pay attention to my words because his words can speak life into your deadness deadness death whatever you got going on that's dead man he can speak life into it and a lot of times we will listen to those voices so much that we'll get caught up in it and we will get trapped in it but he goes on he goes pay attention so we got to pay attention who's the loudest voice in your in your head who's the loudest voice that's speaking into your life into your future into your family into your marriage into your work into your school it goes into everything all the voices we allow in goes into everything. He says, but pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. How many know you can hear stuff and then you, or you can listen to stuff and then you can hear something, right? Like you can be listening to somebody and you hear them, they're jabbing and talking about whatever and you don't even know because you ain't really paying attention. You're just thinking about where you're going to lunch, right? You're like, I can't wait for you to shut up because Taco Bell is calling my name. And you're, you're listening, listening, but you don't hear, right? And a lot of times we can do that in life where we'll, we'll just listen, listen, listen. We'll go to this, you know, we'll go to change and we'll listen, listen, listen. And we'll listen, listen, listen to this person's conversation. And someone will try to speak wisdom into us and we'll listen, listen, listen. But we won't hear, right? We won't hear. And that's when it gets to the heart. That's when you open up your heart and say, all right. That's why we always pray before we get started because we want to pray, hey, God, open up our hearts, it's not about our ears hearing it because we hear things every day. You hear things at work, school, you know, on TV and Facebook. and it's, You're hearing stuff nonstop. But it's the things that get into your heart that matter the most. That's why I said, listen to this. Get this down into your heart. Y'all with me today? It says, above all else, verse 23, above all else, guard your heart. Woo, guard your heart. Man, do we not guard our hearts? Isn't this just reality? We don't guard our hearts from nothing, do we? We let everything in. Watch a Hallmark commercial, crying over that. It's for a card, people. But we're bawling. Or that doggy commercial where they have the sad angel song. <laughs> the eyes, arms of the angels. Whatever it is, you know what it is. I cry every time. It's stupid. I'm like, I don't even like dogs. 
I know, I know, I'm praying. Lord's going to heal me someday. Above all else, guard your heart. Somebody tell somebody, guard your heart. Come on, you got to bump and wake them up a little bit. Guard your heart. He said, for everything you do flows from it. Yo, that's big stuff. That's big stuff. You got to guard your heart because everything you do flows from that which you allow in your heart. Man, oh man. That's serious business. That's the biz. So you got to guard it. You got to make sure you know what's going into it. So you have to understand who you're hearing, what you're allowing in. And did you know where your heart is? That's where your passions are. Do you remember the first time you ever fell in love? I remember. I remember because, you see, I knew Ashley since I was five. We knew each other. But then I knew Ashley when I was like 20 because she grew up. And I was like, thank you, angels. I remember reaching out to her. Uh, she reached out to us and whatever the long story short, but I, I looked her up on MySpace. Y'all know about MySpace? That was like OG to Facebook. And I looked her up and I was like, girl, you got it going on. I got it going on, so we got to bring these things together, okay? But I remember that first time that I saw her in person when I knew her, and I was like, mm, Ashley, she was loving God. She was doing all these mission trips. She was loving all that, and she was hot. I mean, <laughs> come on, somebody. You got to wake up to them every day, right? So I was like, yo, girl, let's do this thing, and I'll, I'll be your man, and I remember that first time, but y'all remember when you first were in love and the passion is running crazy, right? You're doing crazy things. You're staying up late. You're writing letters. You're talking to them hours and hours. It's like 3 in the morning. You're still saying bye, right? You've been saying bye for an hour. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Oh, my word. You hang up. You know what it is. It's crazy because you're passionate. In fact, they even say when you first fall in love, it's like being high on cocaine. Don't lie to me. Y'all been high on stuff. Man, it's crazy. But they say if you stay in that state, your body can't handle it. You'll die eventually if you stay in that state for too long. Isn't that crazy? So thank you, Jesus. He takes us down from that state every once in a while, right? So you have that high, and you're like, whoa, I love you. And then you hit the grind. All of a sudden, life happens. How do you keep that passion in the middle of the grind? When you got that high, I mean, Sunday morning, you're like, ooh, come on, Pastor Elijah. Preach it. And you're all stoked. You're like, I'm going to change my city. Wait, wait, wait. Get ready, get ready, get ready. You know, you're just, you're ready to go. You go into your work. You're doing great. Thursday comes around. You all know about Thursday? <laughs> you're like, praise the Lord, it's Friday tomorrow. And praise the Lord, it's Saturday after that. And you're struggling because it's the grind. It's going back to work and doing the same old same. How do you keep passion in the middle of that? All of a sudden, the bells are gone. The, the lights and the cameras and the funness of marriage is all gone. All of a sudden, you've been married for a year, two years. Y'all are hanging around in sweats watching Netflix. Come on, somebody. All of a sudden, passion's gone. What do you do? 
All of a sudden, you're picking out them baby clothes. You're like, oh, these are so cute. And everything's in that high-pitched voice. I don't know why. We all do that. And then you paint the room. You're having tons of fun. You're picking out a baby name. Oh, my word. We're going to name him blah. And it's going to be awesome. And then the baby comes. And, and, and like two months into the baby screaming all night, you're like, where'd the cute baby go? Yo, hold me back. Hold me back. This baby's got something coming. And all of a sudden, the passion, the excitement of the newness is gone. And you get called in ministry. You're like, God, I'm going to change my world. And all of a sudden, Thursday happens. You're like, what the jazz am I doing? Every time I say the word Jesus, it's awkward. Because I can say it at change. We sing about it all the time. We're talking about it. Jesus, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Y'all know the song? All right, I'm going a little too old school for you guys. I get it, I get it. But you're, you're saying the name of Jesus, and then when you get into the world, it's hard. It's not the passion, it's not the crazy, it's not the yes, amen. It's all of a sudden, it's Jesus. Or we just go, you know, the man upstairs. Because it's awkward, right? It's the grind. It's the hard part. And how do you keep the passion in the middle of that? He says, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Y'all know about PB&J time? Y'all have peanut butter and jelly time in your house? Because I love peanut butter and jelly time. We get down with some peanut butter and jelly in my house. And my kids love it. They love peanut butter and jelly. We, we have the options. You can do grape, strawberry. Sometimes we get red raspberry in there to get a little crazy with it. And we spread it. And y'all know how to make a PB&J? Let me just teach you real quick. You make sure that the peanut butter is all the way to the edge of the crust, and you make sure the jelly's all the way to the edge of the crust, and you got to put peanut butter on, but then you got to put double the amount of jelly that you did peanut butter, or it's not correctly made. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So when you bite into it, it is like, oh, my word. It's so good. And that bread, you got nature's own honey wheat bread. Where they are literally making that bread up in heaven. Oh, my word. It's so I can taste it right now. Can you tell? I, I'm just in a moment right now, guys. Just give me a second. Okay, moment gone. Peanut butter and jelly time. Man, we get peanut butter, jelly time, peanut butter, jelly time. I'm spreading the peanut butter, spread the peanut butter, spread the jelly, spread the jelly, put it together, get it for my kids, right? Kids are eating their peanut butter and jelly, and Anae can never finish her sandwich, ever. She's like this big. Never finishes her sandwich. And I, I, I can't stand wasting food. Anybody else? Pet peeve. It's a pet peeve of mine. If it is prepared, if it is made, it is getting eaten by somebody, right? <laughs> Point in case, yesterday we went to Elvez and there was, uh, we were done to the end and I was stuffed out of my mind, but there was tons of food on the table. I had to eat it. Why? Because I can't waste. And so I'm going to Anae's sandwich at the end. I'm like, hey, we, got, we can't waste this. I'm grabbing. It's hard as a rock. Even nature's own, the angels made this bread, but it is still stale as a rock after just a little bit of being in the air. What is that? I hate that. It's like you take amazing heaven and you squash it with your foot. Peanut butter and jelly time ends really quickly. you got to eat it right away. And sometimes, a lot of times, we get these passions from God and we don't do anything with it. So it goes stale real quick. And do you know that I never give another peanut butter and jelly sandwich to my kids unless they eat the first one? I'll never give them seconds unless they do something with the first one first. And a lot of times we get so, much, so caught up in the passion, we don't do anything with them, we let us sit on the thing, and then we come to God again. Okay, God, do it again. Do it again, just like you did. And he's like, what would you do with the first one? 
wait a minute, I, I already gave you one. You didn't do anything with that one. Oh, but God, I didn't like that one. I got preferences. Did you know you can shape your, per, your passion with your preferences? That's how you do it. You ever watch TV and you're watching it and it's just looking funny and the colors are all weird? You first get that TV or whatever and it's all bright and contrasting. It's really weird. And you have to go into the preferences. And you start setting things. Like, ooh, the contrast needs to come down a little bit. Y'all do this? Or am I just OCD? I'm OCD. I love it. I'm like, oh, I can change those colors. Oh, now that looks good. Now I'm, I'm a videographer. I like my coloring. I like it to be nice looking. So I'm setting my preferences, but I set it to exactly what I want to see. And, 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 and here's the reality, and this will set a lot of you free. A lot of things in your life that you want passion for, you got to start setting your preferences and say, okay, it's not where I want it right now, but I need to set it to where I need it to be. My marriage isn't where I need it to be right now. It's a little off. The brightness needs to come down. The contrast needs to come up. These colors are a little whack. And the things I used to do in the beginning, I'm not doing yet. So I need to do those things again. And you set the preferences to put passion towards it. And all of a sudden, your work is getting a little stale. And it's just the day-to-day the -day grind. And you dread going. I mean, it's just dreadful. But then you start setting your preferences. Okay, God, why am I here? I know it's not just to make money. That's not why you called me. Okay, who do I need to reach out to? Let me bump up the smiles that I'm putting out. Come on, somebody. Let, let me bump up the encouragement that I'm putting out into this place. Because we blame it on everybody else, don't we? Well, my work sucks. Well, what have you done to change it? Well, my marriage is just too far gone. Well, who are you in the relationship? Well, my city. Oh, you don't even know. Philly is just crazy. Just way too, oh, it's nuts. Yeah, you are the hope that God is calling to this place. And once you come alive, once you start setting the preferences and say, all right, little down, little up, here we go. Now we're going to put passion towards this thing. You start to channel your passion. Should I say, okay, I'm going to put more energy? Because it's what you put your energy into that you start becoming passionate about. You start getting involved in something. You start knowing more about it. You start putting more time into it. You start getting passionate about it. It's those crazy people. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of us, we settle for plain old lettuce. I don't like lettuce, y'all. The only thing I like about salad is dressing. If I could have a bowl of dressing and dip maybe, I don't know, something else in it, I'd call that a salad. But I know it's good for me, and I know I have to eat it, so you have to eat your greens. But a lot of us, we settle for normal salad, and we just say, well, that's how it is. Well, my marriage has always been like that. Well, you don't know my wife. You don't know my husband. You don't know my kids. They're demons when they're not around you. Well, you don't know my work. My, my boss is terrible. I mean, it's just the way it is. Well, my school I go to, man, Temple is nuts. And we blame it. Well, just settling for plain old lettuce. Well, I'm not good enough. You know that voice. I'm a failure. I've already tried. I've tried that. I'm not good at it. I'm not good with people. All these excuses, and we settle for plain old lettuce. But when you start 
adding some ingredients. This is my stuff. I don't know what these are. This must be like a Southwest salad. Y'all like Southwest salad? I do. And you start adding some flavor. You say, you know what? It's hard, but I'm going to start doing the things I used to do in my marriage. I'm going to start loving her. I'm going to start writing letters again. My wife loves letters. I hate writing them. But I got to start doing it to make my marriage good because that's what she needs. So I do what needs to be done. And my job, it really stinks. But you know what? I'm going to come and I'm going to bring a little dressing, a little flavor to my job because I'm the light of the world. In fact, I'm the salt that brings the flavor to things. Do you know that's why he calls us the salt? Because that's what salt does. It not only preserves stuff, but it brings flavor. Don't you ever. Okay, I want to talk like a parent for a sec. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm like, wow, I sound like I'm talking to my kids. Don't you ever walk into a room and blame the atmosphere on everybody else. You lift that atmosphere. Come on. We are the salt of the world. Where we go, there's flavor, people. Where we go, we light it up. Well, that place was dark. Yeah, what'd you do about it? Light it up, baby. Let yourself shine. Don't put a bowl over your lamp, but light it up for the world to see. City on a hill cannot be hidden. No matter how hard you try, you can't keep me under a bowl. I'm going to light it up. And so we bring flavor. I know it's hard. I get it. Everybody else is grumpy. Everybody else doesn't want to be there. But you do. And you start doing the things. You start complimenting people and encouraging people. It's hard. It's young because you don't feel like it. I get it. But you do the hard thing. You start setting your preferences. that says, okay, listen, that brightness is a little up. Let's bring it down. You do the contrast and you start stirring things in. All of a sudden you start realizing, wow, I'm actually getting passionate about this. You know? I mean, I, I, all I do is dry cleaning, but I'm dry cleaning with purpose. I'm making sure these are the cleanest clothes I've ever had in my life. And all of a sudden you start adding some protein. This is chicken, baby. Ooh, Southwest chicken. Mm. I might eat the salad later. <laughs> this is looking really good. We start adding protein to it, and you start putting meat to the bones because there's some things that you have to do that are not easy. They're super hard, but it's the things that add protein to your life. They add the things that you're going to need to grow. You'll never grow unless you do the hard things to get there, right? No pain, no gain. You got to do the things that are hard sometimes in order to do it. You add some cheese and corn because you all are corny and cheesy, right? And so you add that into the mix, and all of a sudden you start setting your preferences, and you get a passion for something, and you say, it's not just a plain salad. I'm, I'm investing in this. I'm making it something. I'm taking life and what everybody else is settling for, and I'm making it something because I was called here for a reason. I'm called here for a purpose. And all of a sudden, you start looking at your job differently. You say, wow, that person I sit across from, they need my story. They're going through the same things I was going through two years ago. They need me. They need God put me here for a reason. And my boss, he's so insecure. He's trying to take it out on me. I need to show him what honor looks like. I need to show him what respect looks like by respecting him and going out of my way to serve him. Why? Because Jesus did it. Jesus was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Until you have that name, you can't do anything besides what Jesus did. Jesus was the king of kings. He laid down his crown, got on his knees, and wiped off the poop off the feet of his disciples. Come on, somebody. That's the lowest of low jobs. But he did it because he was showing the world what leadership looked like. And you'll never lead 
until you get on your knees and serve. There's somebody being set free in here. I'm being set free, man. Everywhere we go, we set the preferences of where our passion is going to be. So I have to ask you, where is your passion and where does it need to be? Because there's a level of reality of where you are and there's a level of where you need to be. There's a lot of times I look at myself and I'll be like, wow, I'm really passionate in this and this doesn't even go anywhere. You ever had that? You're passionate about something that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, why, why am I passionate about that? That doesn't make sense for where I'm headed. And so you start listening to his words. You start getting his words into your heart. You hear him above all other voices. The voice becomes loud to you. And in that moment, you start realizing the pathway that he has for you. I want to I uh, throw out a scripture here. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We could stop there and go home. That's all you need. If you trust in the Lord, he is the right one for the job. He can handle it all. Anything you throw at him, he can handle it. You can trust him. And so trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is so hard because the, the next scripture totally hits it in the face. But lean not on your own understanding. That's a lot of times what we do. Because we go off our experience our understanding, the things we've learned, the things we've encountered, and you don't know because of where I've come from and the things that I've seen, things that I've heard, things I've experienced. And so we have all these things that is our understanding, and that's what we go off of. We lean on them. And no wonder we get so frustrated. No wonder there's no passion for anything because we're going off the things that we know. He says, no, no, no. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways In all your ways, submit to him. Acknowledge him. That's another translation. And he will make your paths straight. Now, I don't know about you, but there's times I find myself veering. I veer. I'm like going here, and I'm going here, and I'm trying this new thing, and then I'm going to try this new thing. And I find myself in 50 billion different directions. And you're, you're exhausted. And you don't know why. Because there's no fruit. There's no fruit for your labor. And all the things that you're trying and doing and putting and painstakingly put out, you are not getting anything from. And he says, hey, you're leaning on your own understanding. You've got to lean into my voice and hear what I have for you because my purposes are so much bigger than yours. And I have so much more for you to do. And I want you to lean into my understanding and I'll make your path straight. And when you get your path straight, everything flows off that path. You just charge. And it's like the job comes along, the marriage comes along, the kids come along, because you're just charging on this path. God's got a purpose for you and a plan for you, so you're headed there. And nothing can make you veer to the right or to the left, so the marriage, yeah, it's good. We're going to make it work, because I'm going to make it work, because I see where God is taking us. And you get a purpose inside of you. Did you know you can have acquired taste? This is crazy. You can have acquired taste for coffee. I don't like coffee. I can't stand the bitter taste. I love the smell. Now take me to a coffee shop, I'll smell it all day long. But they say acquired taste is ignoring the negative to enjoy the benefits. Isn't <laughs> that crazy? So you can ignore the bitter taste to enjoy what it does for you. Because the benefit is energy. Yeah, buddy. 
You like that energy, that caffeine, but the bitter taste, you got to negate that. And when you get a passion for something, you start ignoring the negative. Yeah, it's long hours. Yeah, it's really hard work. Yeah, we're staying up late. We're doing the things that need to be done. We're working 80, 90 hours. But you start, you start ignoring that stuff and knowing the benefits that God has for you, the benefits for your family, the benefits for your life, the benefits for your kids, the benefits for your future. You start enjoying the benefits of what God has for your life. Instead of looking at the negative. So I don't know what you're going to do with this. But I know God's got a huge purpose for your life. And he wants to give you some passion for it. A lot of times we're waiting. God give me passion. He's not going to do that. Maybe you'll be one in a million that gets it. But passion comes when you set your preferences. And you start focusing on the right things. Because passion is the fuel that drives purpose to go further than it could ever go on its own. But when you have passion, it drives you. It drives you. I'm excited you came because I know that this world doesn't need just more people in it. It needs more people dreaming. It needs more people coming alive to their purpose. That's what I love about Belong. Man, I... If you haven't been through Belong, hey, join us today. It's going to be awesome. We're just talking about how do we come alive to why we're here? How do we dive into us? It's, yeah, it's good. We're all here, but it's about you. God's interested in you. He's interested in you coming alive and you catching the purpose and you catching his passion. He's all about that. So what will you do with this? got to start setting your preferences. Get a passion for what he has passion for. Let me pray. God, we love you today. We thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're speaking into our lives. And we just trust you. Pray that you would turn these things that we have in our lives. Speak to us. Speak to us, God. The things you want us to reach out for. The things you want us to chase after. Things you want us to go after, God. Help us to go after those things. Help us to be passionate for them, God. Help us to set our eyes upon the prize, upon where we're headed. We love you, Jesus, and we trust you. In your name we pray. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.